You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome or welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast. I am your host Justin Bash, and we are in for a treat today. On today's show, we have 2018 NCAA champion Seth Gross. Now, even if you're not a wrestling fan, Seth has such a fascinating story of redemption, you need to listen to today's show. I'm talking getting kicked out of college, Iowa, a really good school, one of the best for wrestling, and going to work at Target and selling phones instead of training as one of the top wrestlers in the nation that he is and was. Fast forward three years later after that, he finally wins a national championship. And today, we discuss that story. I don't want to waste any more time, though, so let's roll the intro. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild on you? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And without further ado, how are you, Seth? Doing good. So, you know, I want to dive right in because I feel like so many people are casual wrestling fans, meaning they watch NCAAs and they root for you and then it dies out really quick. And I feel like while NCAAs is the pinnacle of wrestling, I think so many people rather win an NCAA championship than even a world championship at times because there's no glory around it from a standpoint of nobody's eyes are on you when you win a world championship in wrestling except for the diehards. And I want to go back a little bit because I feel like for the casual fans of wrestling who are listening to this or the Christians who are listening to this, you've got a crazy story that I love. And the last time I heard your story at all really was I remember Flo did a piece back in like 2015, which was from rock bottom to fresh start. But there was never really a follow up on that. And, and and I think God made beauty from your God made beauty from ashes in your life in so many different ways within wrestling. And I, and I want to kind of go back and tell that story. So you wrestled in high school at Apple Valley, correct? Yep. Which, for those that don't know, is like one of the best schools in the country. Like, you know, Gable Stevenson recently, Mark Hall. Like, it's a team of studs. So you're wrestling in Apple Valley. You get recruited heavily. You go to Iowa. Take me from there as far as you can. Yeah, yeah. So out of high school, I mean, that was, that was a crazy ending up at Iowa in itself. You know, I'm a Minnesota boy. A lot of people thought I was a shoo-in to go to Minnesota, wrestle there, and um, ended up making making the choice to go to Iowa, which you know, obviously Minnesota people <laughs> don't like Iowa too much. So that was that was a pretty crazy journey. They didn't actually uh, start recruiting me until very last. You know, I already had all my visits set up. I had one left, and I actually ran into Morningstar at just a camp I was helping with down in uh, Cassid Manorville. And uh, he's like, hey, you got all your visits set up? I was like, I got one left. And he's like, hey, we'd like to have you come check it out. And, uh, you know, I went on all my visits. I think that was maybe my second to last one or my last one. And I liked it. I loved the, loved the atmosphere there. I loved uh, just just the intensity inside the room there. And I was, this is the place I got to be. This is the place I want to be to, you know, keep, keep growing in my wrestling. I thought I had to be there. So that was yeah. kind of the choice I made. I went to Iowa. And um, at that time in my life, I know you mentioned a little bit about my faith. Um, I had a background in my faith. I was pretty, pretty strong in my beliefs. I grew up, you know, going to church with my family, involved in youth groups, Bible studies, uh, different things like that. But I, I wouldn't say my faith was necessarily mine. You know, it was something that, you know, my parents had me going into. And, you know, I knew it was, you know, something I was interested in, but I didn't really make that choice on my own yet. 
And at that point in the in my life, I think the one thing I did decide that was mine was wrestling. And that was kind of what was important to me. And I think going into college at Iowa, it was wrestling, 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 wrestling. Yeah. And I kind of veered away, I'd say, from my faith a little bit and what I, you know, was used to. And it was just wrestling 24-7. That's, you know, I wake up in the morning, think about wrestling all day. It was wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And um, kind of halfway, I think, through for my redshirt season, I had a pretty good year. I lost, I think, four matches. I was like 28-4 and four, something like that. Um, my redshirt year, but right around that, right after Midlands, I think it was, I ended up getting injured, and I kind of messed up my knee and my ankle, nothing nothing too serious, but I was off the mat for a month or so, and, you know, I'd been wrestling, 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 and, and I was pretty fortunate for, you know, 90% of my high school career, 95%, I didn't really have to deal with any, any injuries that really had me taking time off the mat, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm in college and literally everything's been wrestling for me and that kind of gets kind of stripped away from me and and you know I'm on my own now I don't have my family around me I don't have the friends I'm used to around me and I start getting into you know hanging out with probably not the best crowd Um, I don't know what to do when I'm not practicing hard kind of relieving stress that way and just kind of started getting involved doing doing the wrong things I didn't drink I'm not a big into, into drinking, partying, all that, but I started getting into hanging out with those types of people. I wasn't necessarily doing it myself at the time, but I was kind of around that group a lot, and eventually it just, you know, it progressed when, you, when you're around, you know, people that aren't making the best choices sooner or later, you're not going to make the greatest choices, you know? Right. Everybody, everybody knows, you know, surround yourself with what, what you want to become, and I wasn't surrounding myself with those type of people, but yeah, long story short, um, that injury kind of kind of strayed me away because I, I didn't have you know I was, once once wrestling was stripped stripped away from me I didn't really know what to do so it kind of led me down a wrong path there I made some some bad decisions got got arrested went to jail and I mean that's crazy crazy to think you know in high school I hadn't gotten any confrontation with the law and yeah. all that and all of a sudden I'm sitting in jail having to call my parents and call call Tom Brands and let them know what just happened. And, and it was, what was it, drunk driving, I think it was? Uh, no, so it was, it was, we got drunk and we just took things out of people's cars and it's pretty idiotic and, you know, it's, you know, looking, you know, in the moment, I wasn't really thinking about who it was, yeah. affecting, who's, who's people's stuff I was taking. It was more, you know, we're just screwing around being yep. idiots and, you know, looking back, it's like, you know, that's hard, hard, people work for that stuff, that stuff that, you know, and like, my family's gotten stuff taken from their cars. I know people that have, and it's like, why, why, I don't know, why, why would I do that to fit into, you know, adrenaline rush, whatever, but, you know, did that, went to jail for it, got caught, um, caught up in that, and, and from there, you know, it was scary having to know, you know, now I gotta call my mom, I gotta call Coach Brands, I gotta let everybody know what happened, and it was, it was crazy, you know, I didn't know, when you called Brands, did he just straight up say, "Okay, you're off the team, you're done in Iowa"? Like, how did so, that go? Yeah, it was it was kind of like that. It was more, "Hey, come meet with us." Basically, don't I don't want to talk about it right now. Come into my office. When did went into his office? Um, he said, "What well, you know? Tell me what happened." We told him, and he's like, "You're gonna have to meet with." I think it was the athletic director, and he's the one. Athletic director said, "Hey, you're suspended until the charges get resolved." and charges took almost a year and a year to get resolved so wow so i probably wouldn't have been able to wrestle that that next season even if i did decide to stick around maybe maybe the second semester but uh yeah it was i didn't after that it was you know i tried to give him a call here and there but it was more you know he just hey until this gets figured out stay away and you know I, I, i i completely understand you know it's you know he recruited me thinking I was, you know, doing, making good choices and stuff. And I ended up doing something stupid and, you know, I had to, had to pay the punishment for that. And, you know, I got what, got what I deserved there and had to learn from that experience. And yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. That was one of the lowest moments. That was the one time I'd say that I, I didn't know if I was going to ever wrestle again. I didn't know if I was going to go back to college. I didn't know what I was going to do. So that, that's kind of the first kind of big, big option yeah. right there is so 
after that, uh, about a week and a half after all this goes down, I get kicked off the team. I get, you know, get in trouble, get out of jail, all this. Within a week and a half, my uh, one of my best friends from high school actually committed suicide. Wow. And so all this was kind of on top of me, and then that happened, and... I, I couldn't I couldn't stay in Iowa at the time. It was I needed to get home, so I ended up uh, actually basically for the next two three months I was driving back and forth from Iowa and Minnesota just about every three days because I had to finish my classes. I had to you know get that stuff done, but I I just needed to be by my family. Yeah, and that was a big thing for me. Go you know see my friends, family, and just just be around be around my people, and that was a big thing. But that's you know, a part that not 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 a ton of people know too much about is that's another reason. You know, I just I just needed to get out of there. I just after that, you know, going through that and uh, my friend passing and everything, I just needed a fresh start and needed to to be around my family and deal with it in in a different way. And uh, yes, yeah, so I mean it was it was a lot of things coming down at once. It was you know I was in a dark spot in my life for sure, and a part where you know I finally realized that you know my faith wasn't what I thought it was it wasn't you know I thought I was a strong strong believer that you know was pretty grounded in my faith but you know that's where I started to finally develop it for myself and started to yeah. really really grow in my faith and, and in those dark moments you know sometimes it takes that to you know really really start start growing in your faith and becoming closer to God and I think that's where I finally started developing that one-on-one -one relationship with God and really, you know, just talking to him and praying and just did you want that instantly? Like you get, you, you get caught, you get arrested, your friend passes away, you get kicked, you get kicked off the team. Was there, I, I, and so many times, man, I've been in similar situations on a completely different level, of course, but it, it's so easy to just bury your head in the sand. Were you tempted to like, I know you weren't a big party, but were you tempted to drink or do something to numb it? Or was it instantly like just that wake up call, like God saying, Seth, like yeah. come home basically, you know, like was, was it that kind of instant, like, okay, I, I like running towards God or was there a temptation to like continue that? Yeah, I'd say I, there wasn't temptation to continue that, you know, as soon as that, you know, I was done with the, you know, party and all that, like yeah. that, but I'd say when it happened, it was more like, why'd you do this to me, God? Like, wow, why? Like, I've never, that was my first time drinking since I've been in college. This is, you know, I make 90% of the time doing the right things. And, and you know, and so I was more blaming God. Like, why, why, why me? Why now? Why, why all this? You know, I thought things were going really well. I was really developing in my wrestling and kind of what I finally, you know, obviously not immediately, but eventually after finally starting to pray and talk to God about things, it was more like, hey, you you put in wrestling and all this stuff way before me. All right, it needs to be me me first, and then, you know, I'll help you take care of your wrestling. You know, you don't worry. You got you got to put, put your time into me and put your faith in me, and then, you know, that that's, that's how you got to do things. It's not wrestling all the time. And I think that also in itself helped me become the wrestler I am today because, now it's, you know, I love wrestling, I love competing, I love doing the very best I can in the sport, but if it got stripped away from me today and I could never wrestle again, I'm completely fine with that. You know, I'm, I'm content with the blessings God's given me, and I got a family, I got my faith, I got, I got all that if wrestling gets stripped away. Totally. But at the time when I was at Iowa and when that happened, wrestling was, wrestling was my idol. Wrestling was what I leaned on. Wrestling was the thing. And when that got stripped away back then, you know, that was like the end of the world for me. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a tough time. And it was a lot of at first, you know, blaming God. And, you know, I had my mom, my, my parents, my, my dad, my aunt, uh, just a lot of people praying for me and just, just pushing me to just talk to God and figure things out. And like I said, I was pretty close to uh, just being done with the sport. I, Moved back home. Like I said, I was going back and forth. As soon as school finished up, I moved home. I got a job at Target. I was selling cell phones. Really? Gained, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, gained like 30 pounds. I weighed almost 170 pounds at the time. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I didn't didn't think I was going to wrestle again. I'd reached out to Minnesota. I reached out to, I think, University of Northern Iowa was another one of the big ones I was looking at. And 
things would just didn't work out. They didn't know if I'd be able to even wrestle for them. And a lot of the athletic directors were just like, we're not willing to take the chance. And I kind of just didn't even really think too much about it and didn't think it was an option to get back in wrestling for a while. And uh, later on that summer, after uh, getting in trouble, all that, I was at home and Fargo was going on, something like that. And uh, one of my high school coaches just called me up and he's like, hey, there's a couple of coaches out here interested in uh, having you come to school and stuff. And he's like, can I shoot him your number? I was like, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'll look into it. And um, one one big thing was if I was going to go back and wrestle in college, it had to be as close as possible to home for me. And that's that's kind of what I was looking at. And most of the schools that did reach out or were willing to have me were all the way across the country. And yeah. I, I just need to be close to my family. So I was like, hey, you know what? There's three, four, you know, Division One schools within four or five, four or five hours. So I'm just going to reach out. And South Dakota State happened to be one of them. And Coach Bono emailed me back right away. He's like, hey, drive down. We'll talk. And uh, as soon as he sent that, I think within 24 hours, I was on my way to South Dakota State to talk to him. And, uh, yeah, from there, went into his office. First thing he told me is, like, you tell me exactly, you know, what happened, what's going on with everything, and, uh, you know, just lay it all on the table. And I looked him in the eye. I told him exactly what I did that night what the charges were, what the, you know, what it looked like moving forward. And he, he said, hey, here's the deal. Um, you, you get one strike, you know, that's it. One thing wrong, you show up one minute late to practice, you get, you know, you get a bad grade in class, any little thing, and, and you're gone. And that was it. And I said, hey, okay, I'm in. Like, that's that's, that's fine with me. I completely understand. Uh, you're not going to have any trouble. And, I mean, it was a long process. That first year I was – uh, about a 500 record after after uh, December, but uh, slowly just kept working my way back into it. And uh, yeah, with Bono and Reader and all these guys, just helped me work my way back back into wrestling, back into shape, and just develop as a person too. So. And then when you, so I want to dissect this a little bit. So when when you went back home and you were obviously discouraged. What was it that, you know, you were working at Target, you're, you're doing this. What was it that made you continue wrestling when you were so close to giving that up? Um, there's one, one kind of thing that I kind of specifically remember. There's probably a few different things that maybe not, but that uh, Target one day working and uh, my aunt decided to pop in and have lunch with me. And she just kind of sat down with me and, you know, what, what are your plans moving forward? Because I was pretty, pretty shut down, didn't talk to didn't really say much about what I wanted to do, what what my plan was, but I kind of just said, you know, you know, these schools don't seem like they're interested in having me come wrestle for them. I'll probably just stay around the area and go to go to college around here and not wrestle. And you know, she kind of just asked me, you know, is that is that what you want? Like, don't you love wrestling? I was like, yeah, I mean, I love it, but if nobody wants me, you know, well, why, why? But I try and just keep getting denied by people. And she just kind of said, like, hey, you know, pray on it and give an opportunity. Just don't give up on it. You know, if you love something, you got to you gotta go for it. And we kind of sat there and talked about that. And that's kind of when I made the decision. If any opportunity kind of arise for me to be able to compete again at the Division One level and start wrestling again, that I was going to take it. And not many people get that, like, you see so many people who have potential, and I can't remember who I heard say it. It might have been Chuck Smith uh, that said, wasted potential is always tragic. And it's so true. Like, you see somebody who's so good, and there's a fall from grace, and they don't recover, or they don't get back to where they once were. And you were able to not only get back to where you were as being such a dominant wrestler, but you achieve one of the greatest pinnacles in the sport and winning a national championship. What is that like? And so from a time frame standpoint, the arrest happened in what, like 2013, 14, uh, 15, 15. And then you win the national championship in 18. So it's three years where it's, uh, you know, you're, you're on this trajectory heading up to achieve what you want. Then there's a massive fall and then a climb. 
What was it like when you were on that climb? Like, did you know that you were going to win national championship? Like, did you know that you you wanted it and this was this is it? Like, I, I have this again. What was that like to to have that fall, but then have that that climb back up? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely, to be honest, didn't think you know when I got to South Dakota State that I would ever win a national title. When I first got there, it was more you know. Maybe, maybe I can All-American once. Maybe I can make it to the national tournament a couple times. You know, I was 170 pounds, had to drop down, finally made it down to 141, and I had a losing record after the first 12 matches. I didn't win a single home duel until January. I, uh, yeah, I was struggling. I was struggling big time. It was not where I wanted to be in the sport. You know, going to Iowa... It was always, I'm, I'm going to be a four-time national champ. And it was, yeah, I was confident and I believed in it. But after everything, you know, it was more, you know, maybe I can maybe I can get back into it. And, I, you know, I kept chipping away. And I remember uh, another story a little bit, but I was at the Cyclone Open and I lost, uh, I lost a kid from Iowa. And then I also lost to a Juco kid. And he actually ended up pinning me in a match and, and uh, I got beat out of uh, the Cyclone Open, didn't even place there. And after me and my dad went and grabbed some food, and I was like, hey, I, I don't know if I, I got it anymore. I, just, I don't know if I can compete at a high level. I don't even know if I'm going to qualify for the national tournament this year. Like, what am I doing? Like, and I was, I was really doubting myself. And my dad just said, hey, you know, God's got a plan. Just keep putting your head down, keep working and keep moving forward. I know, know your goals were big and I know where you wanted to be, you know, remember, remember those goals and start working towards them. And, um, up until, like I said, I had a bad rest going into December. I was maybe 12, 10 and 12, something like that. And that, that whole winter break, you know, that's where kind of people go home and take some time off to be, you know, for Christmas and all that. And, you know, that's kind of right before the cyclone opens right before that. And I was like, Hey, I'm just going to, this next two weeks, I'm just going to, you know, put the pedal to the metal here, work really hard. I'm going to go home for Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, and that's it. You know, I'm going to stay here and train. And I trained as hard as I could that week. I ended up going to Midlands. And I ended up not placing at Midlands, but I lost to the number one guy and the number two guy in the country at the time. And I lost close, fairly close matches. And then, um, you know, went back. And after Midlands, I only ended up losing – two more matches or one more match until the national tournament and I ended up qualifying knocked off a couple guys at the national tournament and it was around a 12 that year but uh you know it was yeah I think that time just you know staying back and really really just continuing I started getting back into my feeling shape but yeah it was I was close to just you know I was putting my head down and kind of just okay with where I was at but Dad kind of brought 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 my goals back into perspective for me. Put my head down and just kept working. And and was it f- from the time you you moved back home and and you know right away like I did some stupid stuff that wasn't me. I I I know I have to plug into my faith now more than ever because I know what I can do. I mean that's one of the reasons I'm reading my Bible and going to church and doing these things. Like I know what I'm capable of. And when there's that mentality of kind of submission and, and humility of like I know what I'm capable of, did you instantly get back into that the the active role, or I guess even more so because I'm assuming you double down on it because if you weren't doing if you're doing things more habitual, it seemed like before this happened, what did you do different after? Yeah, I think I think the one thing that I did that I didn't do as much in the past is just talking to God. I mean. A lot of times, you know, I'd go to Bible study, I'd read my Bible, read verses, do devotionals, things like that. But I didn't really just spend time just talking to God, thanking God for the things in my life and just getting that one-on-one relationship with Him. And I think that's that's more important than anything. If you don't have a relationship with God, totally. you, know, you can know all the Bible verses in the world, you can do everything right. But unless you have that relationship with God, I feel like it's it's not it's not very meaningful. And that's what... I think I really developed throughout that time was just talking to God, letting him know what I was thinking, what was going on in my life, thanking him for the good things, you know, 
venting about the bad, the things I'm struggling with, and just just creating that relationship. And I think that that was a big thing through that time. Is before I just felt like it was like you said, it was a it was just habits. You know, I was used to going to Bible study, used to doing this stuff, and it just became something I just did and didn't maybe put my heart and in, into it. So. Once that happened, it was more, you know, I, I really created that relationship and really started to kind of dig deep into that a lot more. So then after, so now you win the national championship, um, you, you reach that pinnacle, you, you have that success, and, and God kind of gave you something that, I don't want to say he stripped away, but he allowed you to have that fall to come back and, and win that. And then you hurt your back and you need back surgery. Do, do you feel like that was only because I'm an overthinker? Did you feel like, okay, God, maybe you're getting, want to get a hold of me? Or was it more just like, hey, I think it's the right thing to do to get, to get back surgery now? Because it wasn't like an instant injury, right? It was like a, an old problem resurfacing. Yeah. Did, did, did you feel like that was a setback at all? Or did you just feel like, no, I didn't. I definitely don't think it was a step back in my faith at all. I think, like you said, it's been, it's been a back problem that I've had since my junior year of high school, and it just continued to develop. And last year, my whole whole vertebrae slipped out of place. It crunched up a bunch of my disc. It pinched a bunch of nerves to the point where, you know, I couldn't. You know, one of my legs is tingling half the time. I got a lot of weakness going on, and it just got to the point where I couldn't train at a hard level. And when you can't train at a hard level, you probably shouldn't try to compete at a high level. So it was just time to kind of pull the plug on that. And, you know, it, you know I had to pray a lot about it. It was really hard for me to just say, hey, I'm going to hang up the shoes for this year. Um, I wanted to fight through it. I wanted to try to try to finish the year. But um, my ultimate goal is the Olympic championships. And I wanted to make sure that, I was as healthy as possible for, for that for that run at the Olympics. So I pulled the plug then, had the surgery and you know, recovery's been going great. But yeah, it was it was a tough decision. It was and another thing getting back into school for me, I had no plans to get going into grad school. I had no plans of ever going to school again if I'm being honest. But, you know, the opportunity presented itself and uh, you know, here I am going to a, a pretty high level uh school of business here in Wisconsin. So um, yeah, I mean, it's been, been crazy. I went to expected, you know, to, you know, th this path in my college career whatsoever, but, but like you said, you know, God's got a plan for, for people's lives. You just got to have faith in him and continue to follow, follow that path, wherever it might lead. And I, and I feel like it was funny when you announced you're going to Wisconsin, it's like, okay, guys, it might be obvious to some of you, but I'm happy to make this official. Like it had to be. The as a wrestling fan and somebody just in the community, the the minute you announce medical redshirt likely, the the instant feeling is okay. He's taking this year off. He's gonna go, you know, reunite with Bono next year. He's gonna win another national championship. I gotta imagine that that brought you some peace, knowing that Bono was somebody who gave you a second chance when you know your family was encouraging you. But other coaches were like, whatever, you know, that you you blew it. What was that like now to get that? Uh, I don't want to say a second chance again, but yeah. you kind of got to reunite with him and, and continue that. What was that like? Yeah, yeah. And I think a big part of that is, you know, him leaving for Wisconsin in the first place was a big, big transition for me. Um, you know, I you know, think Damian Hahn's a great coach, Cam Simons, all the guys that are still at South Dakota, you know, I think they're gonna do an amazing job once they get their guys in there, but it was, it was a tough transition for me, the, the year before we graduated, six or seven seniors, you know, the guys that I'd been around, that I'd grown close to, that were there when, you know, I came onto the team after getting in trouble, yeah. and, you know, then Bono left, Damian takes over, and it's a group of young guys that, you know, I don't know that well. You know, I know a couple of them, a handful of them, but a lot of freshmen, a lot of newer guys that I don't really have have that relationship yet with. So it was it was it was a tough time at first. And you know, the game plan was you know, give it a chance, see how this year goes, and see how I like it, and um, and finish up wrestling here, finish my college career here, and back stuff start getting pretty bad. I was planning on wrestling at the All Star Classic and. 
the week before that's where it started going downhill for me. But, uh, yeah, and then so that all happened, and and I announced that, you know, finally I'm taking the medical year. And, you know, it's crazy what people say. You're ducking people, you know. Oh, this was this was a plan. Like, me and Bono kind of plotted this from the beginning. <laughs> right. You know, you hear all sorts of kind of kind of nonsense about that. and it, it, There's it, more uh, conspiracy theories in wrestling than politics. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, uh, I've seen all sorts of things on forums. You know, I saw one one guy tweeting that I was been been rolling around in a wheelchair for two months. I've seen <laughs> all sorts of crazy stuff. And I'm just like, where where do where do people make this right. stuff? But, but uh, yeah, so decided you know heard a whole bunch, a lot of drama through all that. But it was at the end of the day, you know, the last you know the only places I was gonna finish up uh, my college career was either stay one more year at South Dakota or go to Wisconsin. So uh, I think the big thing, you know, obviously Coach Bono, Coach Reader are the guys that were there building me up and helped me become, you know, back to the person I wanted to be in wrestling, and they built me into the man I wanted to be, and it's hard hard to beat that. And along with that, they just they train the way I, I love to train. You know, for them it's just get tough and work as hard as you possibly can every single day. And where, you know, Damien's a little, a little bit different, he likes to – treat his, his athletes more like professional athletes where, you know, it's more on you to go in and, you know, do what you got to do and you know what your body needs and all that. And it was definitely a different, different style. You know, it's not quite yeah. as intense and, and, you know, I like somebody down my throat yelling at me, telling me that I need to go harder. And that's kind of what phone on reader do for me. Um, but so it was a little bit different and I just, you know, put it all together, having the opportunity to go to a high business school where South Dakota State doesn't have a graduate business school. So it was, you know, I ended up thinking that this is the best option for me to A, make a run at the Olympics and just where I could see myself being for the next five, ten years of my life maybe. So And and so now you're you moved to Wisconsin. How far is Wisconsin from Minnesota where your family is? Uh, it's a, about four hours, give or take. Oh, that's not bad. Four-hour drive? Yeah, not bad at all. Oh, that's not bad at all. And so now you're – when you when you had the surgery, was there – you finally win the national championship. I say finally like it's a 20-year thing, but I just know what a <laughs> pinnacle it is. But you finally win a national championship, and then you decide to have the surgery. Was there that itch, like – I miss wrestling. I have to wrestle. Like everybody I talk to that has an injury, they're like, like I was just had Anthony Ashall on the podcast yesterday. And, you know, he's like, he had the, the knee surgery and all he wanted to do was like, man, I miss this. Like, is, is that the itch now that you have back? Yeah. Oh, one, 100% can feel that. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, from the, within a week of having surgery, it was like, this is the worst, like the pain sucked and all, but just, Knowing that I can't physically go out there and wrestle right now and do what I do what I like to do is it was tough. It was it was a tough time and like I said, you know, wrestling is just something. You know, I'm having a bad day or got a lot of things going on. Like I'm gonna go wrestle and kind of get that out of me. And yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm itching so bad to compete right now. Like I when was, do you start like going full throttle again? I've been I've been going live wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been actually actually I think month and a half two months now almost so it healed up it healed up really well really quick so i ended up probably was getting on the mat before i even should have because of that itch but uh yes yeah, that's going <laughs> yeah super super excited just just competing real match now you know and then and then i imagine like you you need your body healthy like are, are you going down to 57 for the olympics yeah i think i think that's the plan i'm gonna try see how it because feels because that's that's what 126 pounds in yeah. wrestling at 133. Like, do you feel healthy? Like it's going to be a healthy cut down? Yeah, I mean, I've already got my natural weight. I'm walking around at 143, 140. Yeah. So it's still, I still want to get my natural weight down a little bit more before. But I'm gonna have to probably wrestle 33 most of the year. You know, being 33 to 35 somewhere in there if I want to make that cut because all the qualifiers and the freestyle tournaments are during NCAA season. So, uh, not, not hundred percent sure what I'm going to do or not do, but you know, the Bill Farrell, the U S open, you know, all that stuff is, 
in the meat of the season there. So it coincides to show like both Farrell's November U.S. Opens like December eighth, maybe something like that. So like twentieth, yeah. So you got to kind of, and I think that's why so many people are taking an Olympic red shirt, which. I suppose you could take the Olympic red shirt and then if it doesn't go good at the open, pull it and get back in, you know, but that's still, that's, is, it's gotta be a challenge. Like I'm just like processing it in real time. Like so much in one year, you're going from winning national championship, having back surgery, healing, getting back on the mat. And now it's not even like it's just an NCAA season, which is a lot. And it's not even like it's just the international freestyle season, which yeah. is a lot. You're coming back from back surgery for both of those. Yeah. Like that's a that's a crazy year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that and I'm don't know the last time I weighed under one thirty, I couldn't tell you. So it's been <laughs> probably my sophomore year of high school or something like that. So it's gonna be very very strict diet doing every little yeah. thing just trying to get that natural weight down and stay stay as strong as i possibly can but yeah i'm excited for it i love love challenges and i've been itching to compete and get back into it so it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a year you know a lot of fun very busy but you know it's one year you know once once the olympic hits once the olympic trials and the olympics happen you know got some time after that and then i can kind of relax but until then it's all out. It's go time. Yeah. I know you said that contentment with godliness is, is great gain, I think, is, is the scripture. What I love and it's so true. And, and you seem to have that content. Listen, if God's this way, it is what it is. And, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that you have that mindset and then you win the national championship. But if something happened and wrestling was taken from you, what would you do? Like, I know you're in business school. You, you're going for more and more. Like, what is it that you think you would do if, if, if you did just stop wrestling? Do you know? Oh, I mean, there's so many things I do love to do, so many things I've played around with, started to do, am doing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be definitely stay involved with wrestling as much as I can, even if it wasn't a competitive aspect of it, whether it be coaching, whether it be running a club, whether it be, you know, doing, uh, you know, a lot, I got a lot, a lot of ideas as far as yeah. – Know, growing the sport and stuff but at the end of the day i want to give back to the community and do what i can to help people and uh give people opportunity i think you know i love what beat the streets does you know things like that where you know taking these kids who might not have that opportunity and help them have it you know get kids to camp for free get kids do different things i started uh you know a couple buddies of mine i'm helping them out with and going to be more involved with next year is just running camps around the country and just trying to get get kids involved and you know it's a big faith-based camp too so things like that but yeah there's a lot a lot of different things i definitely want to stay involved with wrestling and you know maybe maybe on the side do some other business stuff too but yeah i got got a lot of ideas and yeah i guess i guess i don't know until it happens but we'll, we'll see <laughs> yeah i mean listen if you if you win the olympics too that also changes your plans right because you know, I feel like the more accolades you have and, and the more God opens up new opportunities, you never know. And to that effect, how much are you like, I've never had a goal that's as big as like winning the Olympics. That's within reach. Like you're a national champion. You have the talent and the skill to make the Olympic team. And w with having that goal in your heart, I know on small things, I'm like, okay, I want to go build this house after we get married this year. I want to do this. I want to have a farm. I want to, I want to do it. I want to build a pole barn. Like all these like things that are relatively small. And I'm still like, oh, God, this is what we're going to do. How, how does that sound? You know, like you, yeah. you, you get your mind stuck in these things. How much are you just kind of giving all that to God? I'm just yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by the mindset because I know how I am like when I have something in my mind like I am stubborn about it and after yeah. you've kind of wrestled with that in the past no pun intended <laughs> but as you wrestled like with that you know mentality of okay God whatever you want like that that's what we'll do here I'm imagining that's your mindset now and that's probably got to give you more peace right and not be stressful like heading over this next year yeah yeah and that's that's you know, it's just 100% effort. If I if I go into each day and do 
every little thing right through my diet, through, you know, I'm training 100% practice, I'm getting to bed on time, and I'm, and I'm doing, you know, doing things right as far as my faith, you know, the rest is going to take care of myself. All I can do is prepare to the best of my ability and go out there, and the one thing that can hurt you is, is putting too much pressure on yourself. So that's, you know, knowing that, you know, what's done is done, the preparation is done once I step on that mat. You know, all, all that matters now is what I what, what I go out there and do, and the preparation and training. You know, that I've done is what's gonna what's gonna show here. And it's I think that's one thing. You know, you see a lot of wrestlers that are so good. You know, there's a lot of practice room wrestlers who are unbelievable in practice, and then they go out there in matches and they can't put it together. And I, that's that's 100% just putting too much pressure on yourself, the nerves, and that's one big thing. Is I personally. Ever since coming back from Iowa and getting back into things, I haven't put pressure on myself when I wrestle. It's more of I'm content. You know, I don't want to lose. It might hurt me if I lose. You know, I might be upset or it might, you know, the one big one was losing in the national finals. That that hurt me. That was that was not a good feeling, but it wasn't, you know, before the match, you know, it's not the end of the world if I lose. I'm, I'm okay if I lose. I did. I did everything in my ability to prepare for this moment. Now I just got to make it happen. And it's kind of how I try to look at it is, you know, at the end of the day, if I lose this match, I still still got my faith. I still got my family that loves me. I still got I still got all these things. And, you know, why, why should I be upset? You know, it's this person also. And it's not like when you lose, you're losing to somebody who has the same goals you do, who's worked, you know, probably just as hard. And at the end of the day, you know, be happy for them, you know. Now figure out how you're going to beat them next time. And and that's interesting too because when episodes ago Bo Nickel was on the show and we were talking about when Bo lost at nationals to Miles Martin, and you know it's it's kind of like it, it gives an opportunity to God to move in in your life. And I think so many times I think a lot of us, myself included learn from losses more than wins like when you win you don't really do a lot of reflecting when it comes to like you don't kind of win and and get alone and think but when you lose you tend to do that that tends to be where god like works in in you more and more did you feel that after 2017 when 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 you you lose the national the finals was it Corey clark right yeah so you you lost to Corey clark and then you you was it that same mindset you had right now, even in the in the moment, or was there a little bit like losing sucks? It's always discouraging. But did you have that that mindset then? Like it's easy now. I know look back at a loss and it's like, okay, whatever. I want on the next year to win the national finals, which is exactly yeah. what happened to Bo. Um, but was it in the moment, like you feeling God working through your life, or was there anything particular about it, or was it just you know a loss sucks, but it's just a loss. Yeah, it was it was it was heartbreaking for me. It was one of the toughest losses to deal with. Even you know, there's a, there's a little bit of backstory behind it with the whole Iowa deal. Right. And, I, and I think that was that kind of hurt me a little bit because I put that's probably why that's probably the one match that I probably did put pressure on myself because I felt like I have to win this match. I need to win this match. You know, pull going up to the finals interviews and stuff. It was all about you know you Seth versus an Iowa guy you know it was it, instead of being you know Seth's wrestling the national finals it, all, it was all about that backstory and I feel like that kind of had me thrown off what I what I've been doing and it kind of got me yeah. out kind of got me out of my mindset and I went out there was winning the match most of it ended up third period uh giving up a takedown and got rolled out for the last 30 seconds to lose the match five to four and, you know, it's a match I watch probably a couple times a week. You know, it's still to this day is a match that really that I wish I had back. It, it's something, I, I mean, I haven't shown you. Know, a, a match like that, do you, do you think it's all mindset? Like, you know you have the capability to beat them. Like, a one-point match, like, in wrestling, it's so close. Do you feel like mindset was was the one differentiating factor? Like if you, it's obviously so hard to say, but do you feel like if you were more fine tuned, dialed in mentally, it would have been a different story? Yeah, one hundred percent. Think it could have been. You know the the my semis match and my quarters match. I got bonus points on guys that had beaten him in the last three weeks. 
and uh, it was I just didn't wrestle my match. I was overthinking a lot of things. Think had a lot of things going through in my head. I think it was 100%, you know, mental. And I think that that's that's the biggest thing come national tournament time. There's a very thin line that you know separates the first guy from the not all American, you know, the ninth place guy. And I think what does separate is that mental edge. Who's ready to compete that day? Who's ready to you know, just lay it all on the line, put the pressure aside. And I think that in that match, he was ready to go. And I, he was ready to go mentally. He was ready to wrestle seven minutes. And I, I wasn't, so. And it's funny, too, because, like, now I'm definitely tonight going to go back and watch these matches. But in the quarters, you avenged your only loss of the season to Montoya, right, from Nebraska, majored him yeah. after losing in, in, was it double overtime? Yeah, lost in double overtime. yeah. Yeah, and then so then you major him, and then you major Cade Brock, and you're on like that high. Yeah. What do you think happens mentally? Like if you go back to Friday night, you major Montoya, you major Brock. What would you do different mentally? Do you think? Yeah, I think one other thing that I think that I did differently the following year was so you got a long time, right? You you wait your you wrestle a match Friday, then you sit, right? You have all day Saturday sitting there around. Right. And then you go wrestle that match that night. So that whole that whole day, I was just sitting around stressing out about it. I was just, man, this is a big match. Like, this is a big, you know, this is the Iowa guy. You say, you know, I rolled around with him a little bit. And just put, just sitting there thinking about every possible scenario and overthinking it. And I think that. You know, you can get in your own head doing that. Like, this, the year that I won the national title, um, I woke up in the morning, I went and got breakfast, I hung out, played board games with my family, I walked around outside. It was just, I treated it as, like, a regular day. Like, I wasn't wrestling the national title that day. And that, yeah. that took all the pressure off me. And then, you know, because, you know, when I go wrestle a duel, that's what happens, right? You're doing, you're going to school, and all of a sudden you take off, you go wrestle a duel, and... You only focus on it that time. You get in the zone when you need to. But when you're trying to be in the zone for 12, 14 hours straight, that's not a good thing, right? You're going to get exhausted from overthinking things, and I don't think it's the best best thing to do. So that's why the following year I really took that step back. I was like, hey, I'm treating this morning, you know, this day like, like any other day, and when it's time to get ready for a match, I'm going to get ready. Yeah, and that's got to give you a piece, too, you know, heading into the final year competing on the national at the NCAA level and then, you know, going to the Olympic trials, I'd imagine that's because you're going to be in that situation again. Like, I'm all but assuming you're going to be the national championship next year. You're going to be in that position. You know, you're going to have the the tough Olympic trials bracket. And I'm assuming it's it's good. It's got to feel good to know that, like, look, I've been there and I've overthought and I lost. And I've been there and I've relaxed and I've won. Yeah. And that's got to give you not even just a confidence, but that's got to give you a peace. Like, I know I'm capable and I know if I overthink it, I could potentially cost myself what I know I'm capable of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, I mean, mindset's huge. And now I know what I personally need to do to make sure, you know, I'm at my very best, what I need to do to compete at the very highest level for me. And um, yeah, I think that. Just for me personally, you know, it's different for every people. I know people who need to be ready to run through a wall before they're about to go out and wrestle. But for me, it's, you know, I got to be, I got to be relaxed. I got to be chill. The one big thing for me is, you know, don't give up the first takedown. That's been a huge problem for me throughout forever. So that's, that's the one big thing. Relax, go out there, but don't give up that first takedown. Don't be be so relaxed that a guy dives in and gets the early one on you. So. That's kind of the big thing. But, yeah, it's definitely, you know, you got to learn what's what's best for you. It's different for every single person. It's different, you know. Dude, it's, it's, it's so different. Like, you know, I wrestled in high school. I was never any good. But, you know, like I, having that limited background, I've at least wrestled some matches. Yeah. And now, like, being so involved and entrenched in the community and in the sport, like, I remember at the Open, I'm standing on the floor when Yanni and Zane are about to wrestle. And I love them both. Like, they're both great guys, friends with them both. It's hard for me to, like, root against either. So it's one of those things that it's tough. 
And I'm down on the floor and I'm watching them both warm up. And Yanni is just like sitting, relaxing, and you know, just like controlling his his breathing, it looked like. And Zane's running around like a train. And I'm like, man, it's fascinating. Like these guys are are polar opposites and they're both so good. Like the matches have obviously gone back and forth. It's so I think so many times, especially like a sport like wrestling where people do have idols. I, I think it's so easy for people to say, okay, this is how Seth Gross warms up. This is how Seth Gross wrestles. I'm going to go do this. And it, it, and if you're a kid and you can't go mimic Yanni or mimic Zane based on maybe, okay, there's a special wrestle off. Whoever wins that is better. I'm going to do what they do. No, because what both of them do might not work for you. I, I, I Self-awareness is so underrated. I think yeah. so many people like want a shortcut. Yeah, 100%. I think that even can take a step further is the same thing inside of wrestling. You know, if Zayn knew all the moves Yanni knew and Yanni knew all the moves Zayn knew, right, it'd be complete. You know, that's not what Yanni does isn't going to work for Zayn. What Zayn does isn't going to work for If I try to go in a match and hit a Jordan Burroughs blast double, I'm going to get stuffed and stopped. But, you know, you got (laughs) to figure out what moves work with your style, what what you can make work because – you know, that's a big thing is somebody might see, you know, David Taylor hit a really cool move that works pretty consistently for him, but it just might not fit into what you do, might not fit into your style. And it's, you got to figure out what works for you as far as technique, as far as style, and as far as mindset, right? You got to find that. And that's, that's the fascinating, fun thing about wrestling is that, you know, it's a chess game. You got to figure out, you know, how, how can you win with what, what pieces you have? How, how can I win with, what I've been given because what, what somebody else been given might be completely different, but there's still a way that, that my, my stuff can beat his, you know, and, and you got to put that together and figure it out. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Wow. A lot to take in. Well, listen, I, I know how busy you are. I'm going to let you go here. Uh, thank you so much, man, for, for taking the time to do this and we'll chat soon. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be in touch, man. If you're not inspired to not give up after that, you need to go back and listen to that episode again. This dude was so close to throwing in the towel, and he comes back and wins an NCAA title. Such a hard thing to do. Seth is really an awesome dude, and I'll definitely be rooting for him this year at the both NCAA level and as he heads for Olympic gold in Tokyo next year. So such a great year to be a wrestling fan. Be sure to give him a follow. Follow his journey for another NCAA title and for Olympic gold. The quest for this episode, though, is over. So tune in next time. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Please also be sure to like and subscribe. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. And let me know when you did. I want to say thank you. Okay? Bye.